0: Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. Sabah lecher. Leshanatova. Happy New Year. Chag Sameach. This is Shanafold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast, the only English daily news podcast coming out of Tel Aviv. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today is Monday, September 21st, 2020. Let's get to the news. Well, Happy New Year to everyone. I spent my new year having meals with very close friends. We ate and talked and reflected on our year, as well as looked forward to what we'd be doing in the year ahead, of course, with only a good and positive outlook. To start the new year, protesters did not hesitate to get out and demonstrate as soon as the sun went down on sunday and the holiday came to a close a riot ensued outside of prime minister netanyahu's residence in jerusalem as you know from the israel daily news podcast rules were put into place to restrict people from moving and potentially spreading coronavirus over the holiday weekend I can tell you this, the rules did not seem to be strictly enforced over the holiday in Tel Aviv, though it was pretty quiet. But the second the sun began to set last night, police came out in droves, getting people off the beaches, asking everyone who came out to say goodbye to the sun to go home. They did, however, begin their announcements by saying Shana or Happy New Year before they asked everyone to please clear the area. Now, at the same time, over in Jerusalem, 11 protesters were being arrested for disturbing public order and assaulting officers. In addition to the ones in Jerusalem, there were also hundreds of protesters outside of Netanyahu's private residence in the beachside town of Caesarea, which, by the way, when i was there a couple of weekends ago i did head over to the house to see the protesters there with their signs you could see a bunch of them trailing off with signs and hands as they walked back home around 10:30 p.m. protests are permitted according to the new lockdown rules but friday social distancing guidelines were released for protesters and they are expected to be abided by at demonstrations That includes protesting in capsules of 20 and keeping a distance of two meters away from the next guy. Well, last night's guidelines were certainly not kept and protests got out of hand as people pushed officers and refused to leave at 12 midnight. Officers have been trying to resume normalcy after that hour. Demonstrators say the lockdown is political and causing more harm than good. It is suspected that families that wanted to visit each other from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem were saying that they were going out to protest as a way of getting around the rules. (sighs) Meanwhile, coronavirus cases dropped over the weekend down to 2,100, but that's likely just because people were not getting tested over the holiday weekend. Professor Roni Gamzu, the head of the coronavirus rules and regulations, says the country is in a grave situation with an expected 20 deaths per day or 600 per month looking ahead. On Saturday, it was reported that 30 people had died within the last 24 hours. Gamzu said overall, Israelis had been complying with the rules and regulations except for a synagogue in Haifa that had hundreds of worshippers come without social distancing and a beach protest Saturday night that hosted dozens of people. It's unclear whether the beach party was a protest or a party disguised as a protest. Despite my disapproval and dismay of closing the beach for swimmers, you can rest assured I did not attend... The beach protest. A court ruling is expected to come out of Bulgaria today, announcing the verdicts for Hezbollah terrorists who planned and executed a bus bombing on five Israeli tourists in 2012. Prosecutors are asking for the max sentence, life without parole, for the two suspects who fled Bulgaria and are now being tried in absentia. Absentia, meaning the suspects are being tried, though they will not be present in the courtroom that's because they left bulgaria the evening following the bombing and have still not been found a young man was caught on security camera wandering the bulgarian airport before the bombing and then approached the bus that was headed for sunny beach which is a popular vacation spot on the black sea he put his backpack into the trunk And that's when it went off. Officials are still unsure if it blew up by accident or if it was detonated remotely by accomplices. The blast killed the terrorist, a 42-year-old pregnant Israeli woman, four Israelis in their 20s, and the bus driver, who was meant to take the Israelis to the beachside location. The suspects include a Lebanese-Australian and a Lebanese-Canadian. Both had been using false identification in the form of driver's licenses that they bought on a college campus in the United States. Following the event, Hezbollah was officially considered a terrorist organization by the European Union and a slew of other countries around the globe. Word on the ruling should be out today. Apparently, decisive talks are being held between Israel and Sudan. Though just months ago the country denied the reports, news is surfacing again that the Muslim-majority African country is going to make peace with Israel. And what they're seeking includes humanitarian aid. Much of Africa has been flooded with devastating rains in August and September. Hundreds of thousands are without homes. Sudan is asking the U.S. and the UAE for $1.2 million worth of oil and wheat to feed starving families, and a $2 billion grant for the next three years to help the economy recover. Now this is a good one. The Saudi Arabian royal family is reportedly divided. On whether or not to make peace with Israel. According to Saudi media reports, King Salman bin Abdulaziz does not want to make peace with the Holy Land in order to uphold a commitment to the Arab League boycott of Israel. But next in line, his son, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, is urging his father to go for it as a public display of the country's opposition to Iran, as well as all the business deals that could commence if the countries had diplomatic ties. And this gets even juicier. Apparently, Prince Mohammed knew about the UAE Bahrain deal, but chose not to let his father know about it out of fear that he would sabotage the whole arrangement. Okay, now I'm getting down to the wire here, but I still have a few more stories for you than I usually give. A little more than usual, but hey, we haven't heard from each other in a few days, so let's catch up. Honduras and Israel have pulled together a deal to open embassies in each other's countries before 2020 is over. The news was announced early Sunday morning, and President Juan Orlando Hernandez announced it on his Twitter. Israel will open an embassy in the capital of Tegucigalpa, and Honduras will open one in Jerusalem. I have not said the word Tegucigalpa since my Latin American studies course in college, so that's a fun one, Tegucigalpa. Currently, the U.S. and Guatemala are the only countries that operate full-fledged embassies in Jerusalem, which has been a controversial move since Trump made this arrangement, giving recognition to Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. The move is contested by Palestinians who wish to see their capital in East Jerusalem as a symbol of their state and feel that the U.S. moving the embassy into Jerusalem overrides their dreams and beliefs of the Palestinian state for the future. Do you remember that we were wishing Shira Ha'as well in regards to the Emmy Awards? Well... Our wishes were somewhat recognized. The unorthodox actress watched as the show director won for Outstanding Directing for a limited series or movie. The German director named Maria Schrader won the award. Haas did not win for Outstanding Actress, as was hoped. Instead, Regina King won for her role in Watchmen. Unorthodox is a four-part series that follows the story of an ultra-Orthodox young woman who leaves Brooklyn for Berlin in order to experience a life with less rules and regulations. The show was nominated for eight awards. Haas watched it in a floral dress from her home in Israel. She shouldn't feel too bad because there was no audience for this year's awards. In fact, there were actually cardboard cutouts put in the seats and the host's made jokes about it. And finally, we have some news of the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Known as RBG, the United States Supreme Court Justice passed away before Rosh Hashanah, leaving the bench with just two other women and six men. In Judaism, a person who dies on one of the most holy days of the year as Rosh Hashanah is considered a tzaddik or a righteous person. Ginsburg was the first female Jewish judge to be appointed and the second woman ever to serve on the court. She used the law as a way of championing women's rights and minority rights, helping women get the same pay as men, the same army benefits, fighting to change a ruling that did not criminalize husbands who raped their wives, and working on affirmative action. Ginsburg served for 27 years and was one of the first and few women to graduate from Harvard Law School during her time. Prime Minister Netanyahu tweeted out that he joins the American people in mourning the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the great judicial leaders of our time. She was proud of her Jewish heritage, and the Jewish people will always be proud of her. That's what Netanyahu said. Now, Ginsburg wrote an essay in which she said creating laws to protect the oppressed, the poor, the loner is evident in the work of her Jewish predecessors on the Supreme Court. She also said the biblical command justice, justice shalt thou pursue is what brings her Judaism and her work together. Ginsburg picked up major popularity in her 80s when young people began to recognize her work and call her the Notorious RBG as a joke. The Notorious B.I.G. was a heavy-set rapper. Ginsburg said the two had something in common. They were both born and bred in Brooklyn. Rest in peace, Justice Ginsburg. You've inspired so many women around the world. If you want to learn more about RBG, you can watch her documentary on Netflix. It was very well done, and so far, I've watched it twice. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Monday, September 21st. We have a high of 23 degrees Celsius and a low of 31 degrees in this central city. That's 74 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 87 degrees. Thanks for getting caught up with me. Don't forget Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Today, we'll hear a special version of a song you probably love by Idan Reichel and Trippel called Vaim Tavoi Eli." Have a great and productive day. rina yo ma za hikia shomostia khash fam lo ti mi akha ke kolalaila vel khash mitfeelan shelai tfein ta voelai mishar kolalaila vel khash lakmilim shetadi shanish הולכים את הדרך הזו לתמיד יד ביד